0: Welcome to Simon & Garfunkel Bridge Over Troubled Water, I'm Rita Houston. From the most gentle, reflective kinds of things to cranked up rock and roll and intricate, finger-picked folk pieces, orchestral, it's a three-ring circus of sound, really. In 1969, Simon & Garfunkel recorded what would be their
1: fifth and final studio album as a duo.
0: Music journalist, Bud Scopo. In the same sense that the Beatles and, and Brian Wilson were, were sort of listening acutely to each other in the mid-60s uh, during the Pet Sounds, Rubber Soul, Revolver, uh, and then Sgt. Pepper period, the parallels later in the decade between the Beatles and Simon and Garfunkel seem just as significant, although you don't really hear about them You know, feeding off each other. How could they not be listening to each other? Two of the, maybe the two biggest bands in the world at that point. In the way that the anything goes approach of of the Beatles led them eventually to Abbey Road, Simon and Garfunkel's open endedness led them to this album. Gee, but it's
2: great to be back home. Home is where I want to be.
1: top two bands in the late 60s were the Beatles and Simon and & Garfunkel. Artists had to surprise their audiences on a regular basis to stay on top in the late 60s. New sounds and experimentation were expected and rewarded. Paul Simon. If you take
2: 1965 to 1970 and take a look at what was produced by everybody by the, you know, and look at the songs that came and the records that came out of that five-year period, that's that's pretty amazing. Art Garfunkel.
3: We used to think there are about 10 aspects of record making. The grooves the musicians establish, very important. The songs, its lyric, its melody, the changes, the engineering. Well, if you can do 80, 90% of those things first rate, you can come out with a good vibrations. Uh, so we were chasing after those wonderful records because the Rock and roll era of the 60s was open-ended at the top.
1: Along with the other elements of creating a record, Simon and Garfunkel continued to perfect their trademark harmonies. Why don't you
3: write me? I'm
2: out in the junk.
1: One song, The Boxer, was recorded a year before the rest of the album. Paul Simon remembers how he started writing the
2: song. I, I did find um, some uh, you know, airbag from an airplane, you know, where like, in uh, case you were gonna get sick, you could, <laughs> here it was. And there are, the, there are like a lot of the lyrics written on there. You know, seeking out the poorer quarters where the ragged people go. And I think that's also built from the Bible. It's really one of the most well-known of my songs. And and the funny thing is that it's probably most well-known because that it has that wordless chorus, the la-la-la. And I tried to make up a chorus, but I couldn't think of anything, so I just left it at, at the la-la-la, which is really, uh, you know, one of the best things about it because from country to country people sing that they sing, li- they, you know, they sing la 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 so I mean, wordless phrases or nonsense phrases, they're, they're part of songs for hundreds and hundreds of years. Simon originally had three verses to
1: the song, but replaced one with a melody line that Garfunkel wrote. Art Garfunkel.
3: My melody was like a lot of melodies I wrote in our records, if you're the harmonist. You're always playing the game of, given these chords and given that main line, what would harmonize with it and stay in the chords? And what kind of games can you play with larger and smaller intervals where the melody, Bach, played the same game? Uh, so, harmony lines like that, spontaneously written, come easy to me, and I have worked with musicians in the track for years, suggesting to the bass player this or that. Uh, I think since I was young, listening to the radio, I have an easy facility to hear the melody and know what my harmonic possibilities are as another melody.
1: That melody line, played on piccolo trumpet, plus all of the lie, la la choruses, were taped in St. Paul's Chapel on the campus of Columbia University in New York. The tiles in the chapel worked as a natural echo chamber. More music and information can be found at LegacyRecordings.com. Thanks for listening.